What exactly is there to be grateful for on this strange Thanksgiving day? The skeptic inside of me has posed this question for a few weeks now. It's a fair question, an honest question, a legitimate question. What exactly is there to be thankful for on this strange Thanksgiving day? You're either watching this service from home or in an airport terminal or from an Airbnb. You and other cautious loved ones have rented at a point between their city and yours. You're watching this service in the middle of a deadly global pandemic that is pushing the limits of our social safety nets, emotional strength, and for some, financial resources. You have wrestled for months, trying to imagine what this day will look like without the whole family in one place, at one time. Grandchildren and cousins scattered across a country rent asunder by fear and conspiracy theories. You aren't buying as many turkeys this year. My dad will appreciate that. You aren't hosting as many guests this year. This is Thanksgiving at its slimmest and most limited. It is very possible that you come to this Thanksgiving day with dread for what Christmas holds, or you could be coming to this Thanksgiving day sighing in relief that you don't have to see that uncle or that cousin. Wherever you find yourself this day, I am happy you are joining this cathedral community around the essentials of Christian faith, music, words, bread, wine, fire, and water. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem and ends up in the region between. The Greek word here can also be translated middle, midst, border. Jesus is traveling through a middle place, a region between Samaria, which is the land belonging to people his own people despised, and Galilee, territory occupied by Rome. In other words, Jesus is on the border between where he's been, where he'd rather not go, and where he is going. How many of you find yourself in that middle place today, where you've been, where you'd rather not go, and where you are going? In verse 11, Jesus enters a village and is greeted by 10 lepers. Please notice that social distancing did not originate with us. The writer goes to great lengths to emphasize that the lepers, quote, kept their distance. One translation has the lepers afar off, lest we get too concerned that they're violating COVID protocols. The 10 lepers are at a distance afar off because of very specific restrictions handed down by the law of Moses. Quote, should a person have on the skin of his body an inflammation, he shall be declared unclean, end quote. And that's from Leviticus 13. About this, one scholar says, quote, the quarantining of the person afflicted with leprosy 
might involve a fear of contagion in the medical sense or might be chiefly an avoidance of ritual contamination. And one suspects that the two were blurred in the Israelite imagination, end quote. Familiar. The death of so many in our own time from COVID-19 has been defined by isolation and near banishment, which may very well be one of the most heartbreaking things to look back on once this pandemic ends. And yes, this pandemic will end. Lepers were usually quarantined together in a place that the Bible refers to as outside the gate a designated place at a distance and afar off, not unlike the incarcerated of our time. In verse 13, when they cry, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us, they are not just making an eloquent theological statement. They are asking to be restored to the community, to be able to see their loved ones again. They're asking to be made whole because I am only human through, a, through the humanity of other people. Jesus has mercy on them, all 10 of them, and only one returns to praise God and offer thanks for their healing. The other nine, I suspect, were off observing the mayor's new restrictions. No more than 10 people from different households can gather in level three. Humor aside, who is to say that the nine were themselves not grateful? Yes, we know the one was, and it is notable that he is a Samaritan. Millions of sermons have been preached about those two things. A person Jesus's original audience as a Samaritan would associate with all that is wrong in the world. The surprising figure, the one most afar off at the greatest distance is thankful. But the nine, those mysterious characters we don't hear of again, I wouldn't count them out. Maybe they were too busy reconnecting with their loved ones or traveling again or seeing that friend they haven't seen in a long time or hugging the niece they haven't seen since she was an infant. Maybe in some way they are an eschatological reality for us, a shaft of light from the future that says to us, our faith has made us well, and it will make you well too. It will make the world well. Amen.